welcome to my mommy's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Ready Set Food, a new company that is completely revolutionizing food allergy prevention in children. We've all heard that this problem is on the rise. In fact, most of us know someone personally who has a child with food allergies, or perhaps you've even experienced this yourself. There are many theories for why this is on the rise, and certainly many aspects that need to be addressed, like gut health and immune support, etc. But Ready Set Food is taking the cutting edge of research and science and using it in a practical way to prevent babies and children from getting food allergies in the first place. Here's how. The most up-to-date studies are showing that carefully calculated early exposure in the right amount can stop many cases of food allergies. Ready Set Food makes this easy with a simple system that can be added to breast milk, formula, or baby's first foods to give incremental and calculated exposure to the top allergens like peanuts, egg, and milk. When used as directed, this can reduce the chance of childhood allergies by up to 80%. And many of the top pediatricians in the country recommend this product and they have medical advisors overseeing every aspect of it. You can learn more about this evidence-based approach and how to integrate it if you have a baby by going to readysetfood.com forward slash wellnessmama. Again, that's R-E-A-D-Y-S-E-T-F-O-O-D.com forward slash wellnessmama. This podcast is brought to you by SteadyMD. This company combines the cutting edge of medical knowledge with the personal touch of concierge medicine. It's truly like having the best doctors in the country as your personal old school come to your house type doctor. And here's what I mean. When you sign up, you are connected with a value aligned doctor who learns your medical history and your family's medical history, as well as any current issues you're struggling with, any health goals that you have, and your preferences about things like conventional versus natural medicine, even your genetics if you have that data. Then you can connect with your doctor who knows your history anytime you need him or her via phone, video chat, or as I often do, via text to ask questions or to get advice on most issues. And they can even prescribe most things long distance. So they save those trips of running to urgent care or to the doctor late at night or on the weekend that are often so expensive. With all the technology we have today, this is my favorite way to interact with my doctor now. Think about it, we can order everything else from our phones, we get everything delivered to our houses, and now we can interact with our doctors in the same way without having to go wait hours in an office. As an example, I ordered an inexpensive digital otoscope and I have been able to literally send my doctor an instant video of my kid's eardrum to see if she had an ear infection before. My doctor understands that while I do think conventional medicine is life-saving and important, I prefer to use natural remedies when possible and when more advanced things are not needed, and I prefer to avoid antibiotics unless truly necessary. I can trust that my doctor is never going to push a treatment that isn't necessary and his first response is not antibiotics. In fact, he's given me natural remedy advice most of the time over suggesting conventional medicine, and he shares my stance on not overusing antibiotics or pain medicine to reduce fevers. Truly, it's been an amazing experience to have my doctor in my pocket, and you can learn more and see if it's a fit for you by going to steadymd.com forward slash wellnessmama. Again, that's steady, S-T-E-A-D-Y, M-D.com forward slash wellnessmama.
Hello, and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com, and I'm here today with Sarah Morgan, who's also known as the Gene Queen. Um, She's known as this for her innovative ideas that connect science to everyday life in a way that impacts thousands of people. Albert Einstein once said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And this has inspired Sarah to write and communicate in a way that a four-year-old or a 40-year-old will understand. Sarah is the founder and the CEO of Buddies in My Belly, which is a health education company delivering serious science for serious health, but in a way that is seriously fun for everyone. And we're going to talk about that today. It's going to be a super fun interview. So Sarah, welcome and thanks for being here. Thanks so much, Katie. I love that quote so much. And I feel like it's such a testament to mom life because we get asked the, you know, those tough questions all the time and we have to figure out how to answer <laughs> why is the sky blue or how, how are babies made in a very simple way to, and easy to understand way. So I'd love to start there. Can you tell us a little bit of the story and how you came up with the idea for Buddies in My Belly and for this whole concept? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as a mom myself, Katie, with a master's degree in nutrition, I remember I was looking at my daughter, she was two and a half at the time. And I began to imagine, you know, what would it be like if she not only could understand these important concepts about her health, but really actively participate in her health. And, you know, just like you said, I think as moms, you know, we want the best for our kids and we want to feed them the best foods. We want to keep them healthy. But sometimes, I don't know, at least for me, it can be exhausting and it kind of feels like we can be nagging. Um, Or maybe, you know, you might be the only person in your home that has these values. And sometimes that can feel really lonely. So, you know, I wanted to create a way that we can engage the whole family and really make health fun for everyone. And I just thought like, what a world that would be, right? So it really took me on this adventure of creativity. And, you know, if we look at childhood in America, we really do have a big problem to solve when it comes to our children's health. And the reality is our kids are sick. You know, we look at the stats, it's like one in three are overweight, one in six have learning disabilities, one in nine have asthma, one in 10 have ADHD, one in 12 food allergies, one in 20 seizures. And the updated statistic is one in 36 children are being diagnosed with autism today. So it's, you know, we look at that, it's like half of the children in America have a chronic illness or overweight. And by 2025, which is just around the corner, 80% of children will have a chronic illness that impacts the rest of their life. And you know, Katie, I was looking at that and I'm like, I'm not willing to accept this as our new reality. And you know, it's like, I believe we can fix this and we can make it fun because you know, our children are our future. So really Buddies in My Belly was created to solve a problem in our world today. And, you know, a little backstory on myself, I love to learn. And in my master's program, I learned about some of these foundational aspects of the human body and how it thrives with the proper foods and nutrients. And the reality is the complexities of our bodies are so incredible that modern science is, you know, really still trying to figure it all out. And one of the things we've discovered is we have trillions of microscopic organisms that live in our digestive tract. So two to four pounds of who we are, are the friendly health-promoting bacteria that collectively we call the microbiome. And, you know, it works like an organ regulating the health of our digestive tract, immune system, brain, heart, lungs, the absorption of nutrients, excretion of waste, and so many other things we're still discovering. And 
This discovery of the microbiome has been a literal scientific breakthrough in human health. And I believe it's something that everybody on the planet needs to know about because it has the power to change your life. And the it really has the power to change the health of every person on the planet. But there's another problem, Katie. You know, though I love swimming in the kiki ocean of science, I learned early on in my clinical practice, as well as just interacting with my friends and family, that there really is this major scientific you know, gap between the language we use and then the everyday person. And you know, people are afraid of what they don't understand. So that's really what led me to you know, go to my most inspirational historical figure, Albert Einstein. And he's the one who said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough, which I think is like you know, AKA mom language, right? That we all try to use. So I really tried to think about, okay, how can I connect science to everyday life in the way that a four-year-old or a 40-year-old can understand? So I was sitting in my living room one day and I'm like, okay, well, you know, these friendly bacteria, they really are our buddies and, well, they live mostly in our belly. And it was just this like, bam, the concept came and, you know, I kind of tested it on my daughter, on my husband, some of my clients and everybody's like, this is awesome. So I'm like, okay, I have the concept, but now I've got to figure out, you know, in a book, how do we actually illustrate this and then, you know, make it fun. So I through a process, found my illustrator and now creative director for our brand. And I was like, his name is Henry Daniel Bell. I call him Danny. And he's like, you know, um, I think we can make bacteria cute. Yeah, we could totally do that. So we started thinking like, okay, how do we do this in a way that, you know, everybody can talk about it, kids can connect with it. So bacteria, these complex names, right? Like lactobacillus, bifidobacterium, streptococcus, and it's, they're kind of intimidating. So we were like, okay, what if we shorten it, right? To like, Lacti, Biffy, Streppy, and Bacilli. And we're like, that's it. So we created these characters in a way that, you know, health can be fun. We can talk about it as a family. We can run after these concepts together as families and communities. And I just love how Buddies gives all of us this common language to use about this important concept of the microbiome. Because a lot of people, you know, you say that word and they're like, what? What's a microbiome? You know, or you say, you know, gut health, and they're like, wait a minute, are you talking about my belly? Like, wh what's gut health? You know, and, um, you know, my passion is to really create the Sesame Street of health for everyone. I love that. And I love that Einstein quote so much. I'm such a fan of him. And I, I know he also said, um, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid, which um, is another quote that's inspired another friend of mine, Jim Quick, to say, you know, with kids, it's not about how smart are they, but it's about how are they smart. And I think um, both of those really illustrate being able to take an alternative approach to learning. And I think that's what you've done brilliantly in this. I know we have the book and my kids are fascinated by it. They carry around these little plush bacteria, which is super fun because then we get to geek out on the science together. Um, but kind of walk us through a little bit, like how do you explain to kids in the book? Give us that Albert Einstein uh, simple explanation on a couple points. 
Yeah. Well, I'd love to actually read a little bit of the book, if that's okay with you. I'd, I'd love to give people a little sample of that. So, you know, we start off, um, there's a character in the book. She's a little girl named Ruby, and Ruby is actually my daughter's best friend. So everything in the book has, you know, a really special connection. So Ruby starts off with just kind of saying, hi, I'm Ruby, and I want to tell you a story about the itsy bitsy buddies that live in my belly. The buddies are my friends, and they are called probiotics. They are micro microscopic. That means they are teeny tiny smaller than a grain of sand. And we have a really fun way of illustrating that with, you know, she's kind of pointing to a little chalkboard where the buddies are drawn on the chalkboard. And then we have this, you know, idea of how, you know, the, we take care of each other. And when I eat food, I chew it up and it goes down in my belly and the buddies keep chewing the food and pull out all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients to keep me ha- healthy. And uh, Ruby's got a little apple, you know, she's biting into. And then the buddies on the next page all have like a little piece of the apple, you know, that they're nibbling on as well. And then it goes into, you know, some of the different buddies, like um, I'm going to go to my my favorite scene that's super fun that actually uh, some of the doctors that are using this book in their practices will show their patients. So um, this is Basili. So Basili is kind of a superhero. He's the little blue guy with the red mask. And he's my favorite buddy for protecting me against colds. And then on the other page, we have some of the foods and it says apples and peas and yogurt and cheese are some of the things Basili needs. And then there's a fight scene when you flip the page and it says when Basili eats his favorite foods, he gets in a superhero mood. Bad germs don't stand a chance against Basili's superhero stance. Hiya! And Basili's beating up these little bad germs, and they actually have names like H. pylori and C. diff and E. coli, or e. coli and MRSA and Salmonella. So um, again, we're you know our passion is to really connect this serious science for serious health in a way that's seriously fun for everyone. I love that. It's such a fun book. And I think it also, what I love about it so much is that I feel like so often we undervalue how much our kids are capable of understanding and we kind of dumb things down. And I love that you have kept the science and kept the explanation, but just made it fun. You didn't like gloss over anything or dumb it down. You just made it super interesting and easy to understand, which I think kids just thrive on that because they are so capable. They're like a sponge. And I think you did that really, really well. And it's so much fun for them to learn that way. And I, so I'd love to kind of segue from that into, I know that we both share a passion for improving health for the next generation. And you've shared the stats, the really sobering statistics about what our kids are facing, even as early as just, you know, seven years from now. So I'd love to hear your take on what we can do as families and especially with our children at a young age to start changing this, to take care of our guts and our immune systems. Yeah, this is where it gets so fun and I get so excited because you're right. You know, like I remember when I first came up with this concept, my daughter was again, like two and a half and Katie, she got it like immediately she got it. Well, I will say at first I was like, okay, a lot of people say bugs, you know, for probiotics or like the bugs, you know, that live in your digestive tract. So I was like, okay, bugs in my belly. And I tried it on my daughter and then we started um, putting together some of our initial illustrations and she looks at me and she goes, but mommy, I thought they were ants and spiders over my belly. And I was like, oh no, kids take things too literally. We can't, you know, we can't say that. So anyways, it's, it's just so fun how much they get it. So, you know, one thing I would say is like, 
pick up the book, right? Like get the book, Buddies in My Belly, read it with your kiddos. And it's just a launching point um, to be able to, you know, start the conversation. And then what I get so excited about and I see families doing is you get to talk about this stuff, um, you know, at mealtime when you're having breakfast or you're packing your kids lunch as they go to school and you're thinking about like, okay, you know, we want to make sure we feed the buddies well. And, you know, we don't want to feed the bad germs, right? Because they're going to beat up the buddies and then we're not going to be healthy. And there's a lot of fun interactions with that. I actually just had a shopping experience with my daughter the other day. We were at the grocery store and without me prompting her, Katie, she's, we're pushing the cart down the aisle. She goes, mommy, that's good for the buddies. That's good for the buddies. That's good for the buddies. That's bad for the buddies. That's bad for the buddies. And it's so fun for her to be able to get it. And again, it's this idea, you know, that, um, we want to help everybody in the household, starting with our littlest ones, understand this concept of the microbiome. Because if they implement this and they get it and they feel empowered, they get to make choices themselves, that sets them up for a lifetime of good health. So, you know, I really have five things that I encourage families to do when we talk about taking care of the buddies. And, you know, in the book, the whole book is about how we feed the buddies and, you know, take care of them and then they take care of us. And food first always. So the first thing is, you know, we want to eat whole foods that Mother Nature grew. And we have a really cool food chart in the back of the book that, you know, is a tear out that you can stick on your fridge. I have one on my fridge now. And, you know, the whole idea is we want lots of diversity of plant foods and all the different colors. So, you know, the charts divided up based off of like red and orange and yellow and green and blue and even the tan and kids get to check off, you know, how they feed the buddies, these different colored foods throughout the week. And the goal is 25 different plant species a week as a family that we want to be consuming. And that's based off research from the Human Microbiome Project. Um, and we also have a super fun Buddies in My Belly food plate um, where it's like, hey, this is what mealtime should look like, where your kids actually get to say like, oh, this is how we should be eating, you know, and the different foods that the buddies need. And that's really based off this idea that fiber, which we call prebiotics, it's a type of food for the buddies. And we want to make sure we're doing a good job of that. And really interesting, um, there was a microbiome researcher who, he, you know, he decided, he's like, okay. I'm going to eat fast food from the, you know, big arches, um, restaurant for 10 days. And he mapped out his microbiome or the buddies beforehand. And then after he ate this food only for 10 days, he lost 40% of his buddies. And then, you know, he switched back to eating like a great, um, whole food based diet. And after two weeks, he still hadn't regained his buddies. Um, so, you know, we know, now know antibiotics. There's a recent study that came out that one course of antibiotics kind of blows up the bad germs and the good buddies, and it can take up to a year to reestablish, you know, your good buddies. So eating foods, food first, always. Another big one, my second one, Katie, is sleep. Um, you know, the, what I like to say is, hey, the buddies get tired too, and they need sleep. And that's a really great conversation you can have with your kids. Our research shows more sleep equals better buddies, and our quality of sleep is Really important. And what I say is, 
you know, if, if you have trouble sleeping or your kids are having trouble sleeping, you want to think about their buddies because Biffy, uh, Bifidobacterium in the book, makes GABA, which is one of those um, brain chemicals that gives us that calm, cool, collected, helps us get into our good sleep cycle. Um, and that's, we have a really cool resource, um, Change Your Habits, Change Your Buddies, that you can, you know, look over with your kids and we go over you know, how important sleep is. Another one that we talk about in the book is, you know, we get thirsty and so do the buddies. Um, so we want to, you know, give the buddies some water. We also mentioned kombucha in the book as well, but our quality of our water is really important. And, you know, there's things in our tap water, unfortunately, that hurt the buddies like chlorine, right? We don't think about that. It's like we use it in the pool to kill the bad stuff. But if even, you know, regular drinking of that kind of water um, hurts our buddies. So we can talk about that with our kids, right? And a simple filter on the fridge, that carbon filter, remove that. If you want to go deeper, you can look at ewg.org, see your water quality. You know, if you've got contaminants, um, you can purify your water. Uh, so that's three uh, is water. Number four is movement, right? We all want to move. We need to be bodies in motion, um, kids and adults, right? And people who move regularly um, outside of diet and what they're eating have better buddies. So, you know, we, again, we want to make it fun for everybody. Like in the book, Lacti gives us energy and puts us in a good mood. And, you know, there's Ruby like running on a soccer field. So we can talk about that even when your kids are in sports they're playing outside. It's like, hey, this is really good for you and it's good for your buddies too. They love to move. And then, you know, number five is looking at stress, which, you know, I know you talk about this as well. And it's just a common denominator for kids and adults in our modern world. And stress comes from, you know, our mind, our emotions, physical things like lack of sleep. But it also comes from food, right? Um, high sugar food, processed foods, those are stress to our buddies. And it's a really fun way to have that conversation with your kiddos of, you know, like, hey, how, how are your buddies going to do if you eat a, you know, a bunch of candy and cupcakes at that birthday party? And let them kind of think about it and figure it out. And, you know, then we have chemical stress, you know, things like uh, pesticides, which unfortunately, you know, we have these residuals on our food. And I know you talk about that as well. But really interesting stuff, you know, these, some of these pesticides are designed to deplete plants of manganese, which is a trace element. Um, the really interesting thing is that what happens is we as humans actually get depleted in manganese as well. And guess what? Lacti needs manganese to live well in our bellies. And so, you know, those are things that kind of impact our bodies in a, you know, a roundabout way that's a little bit more complex, but are important for us to think about with our food sourcing. And then medications, Katie, this is a big one. You know, some of us know about antibiotics, you know, they're, again, that's kind of like that bomb and the belly, it just wrecks everything. And they're really working on new technology where these antibiotics can be more specific to target only the bad, you know, germs and and doesn't impact our buddies. But we have other things like reflex um, or reflex meds, excuse me, that, you know, even babies are put on. And we have to think about that in terms of how that impacts their developing buddies. Um, you know, antidepressants, steroids, things like even ibuprofen can impact the buddies. And there was a, a research study that came out about 
all these different classes of medications that actually can negatively impact our bodies. So we want to be thinking about that. And this is what I tell people. We want to get outside. We want to get some sun. We want to breathe deeply. And we want to laugh. Laughter is so important in having fun. We want to eat foods that Mother Nature grew. We want to drink clean water and we want to rest well at night. And when we do that, we're really taking care of us well and we're taking care of our buddies well. I love that. And I would love to go deeper on a couple of those points because I feel like um, those are definite pain points for a lot of moms. And I think shifting the conversation with kids also really helps moms. So for instance, on the point of more variety in our food. I know that uh, I've read quite a bit on this topic and we know that for instance, just a couple generations ago, we were eating hundreds of different species of plants in any given year. And now most people are lucky if that's in the dozens because we're eating the same things over and over. And we know from the studies that variety is really, really important to feeding, like you said, the prebiotics in the gut. But on the contrast to that, we see kids' meals that are the exact same usually like five types of food everywhere you go. And there's this kind of society-wide expectation that only the kids only like those types of foods. So I know I get this question a lot of how do you get the kids to eat foods that are not just kids' meal foods and how do you get them to like them? So I would love to hear your suggestions, both as a mom and on the research side, um, of some practical advice we can give to moms to help kids incorporate more variety into their diet. Such a good question and a topic, you know, like if mamas are listening and they're like, oh my gosh, this is me with my kids right now. It's like, you are so not alone. Right. And I think the biggest thing is that again, like you, you said, and I, I love even in your bio on your website about, you know, you're like an expert in answering the question why, because <laughs> kids are, kids ask why, you know, like, well, why, why do I have to eat that? Why can't I just have chicken nuggets and French fries all the time? And, you know, I, I, again, their brains are so smart and they catch on to these concepts. So the first thing is let's teach them about their buddies, right? Like that's a really good way where we take that pressure off of us as moms, again, to feel like maybe almost we're pushing and nagging and it's like, oh, this is so exhausting. And, you know, we're tired as moms, right? It's a lot of work. And especially on a night, maybe you didn't get a lot of sleep. It's easy to just like, oh, maybe I'll try tomorrow. And instead of it being on you, let's put it on the kiddos, right? And I get so excited to think about when kids are learning about like, I have a brain and I have a heart and I have a liver, you know, in school, it's like they're learning like I have buddies and oh, wow, they're actually the most important things for my health as a human being, right? Like I like to say our buddies are our best friends for life. So when we teach our kids, it's like, whoa, I have these little, you know, itty bitty buddies that live in my belly and I've got to feed them. It becomes a responsibility that's on them. And you know, the food chart is really fun because, you know, it, it, again, I think kids like to, they want to be in control, right? Like so much of parenting is that balance of, you know, you have to sometimes um, exert your will and they want to exert theirs. But you can say like, hey, you know, let's talk about red foods. The buddies need red foods. So we have apples, we have kidney beans, we've got beets, we have bell peppers, cherries, grapes, you know, red to, uh, potatoes, pomegranates, raspberries, uh, watermelon, you know, there's all these examples. Which one do you want to eat today to feed your buddies? Um, okay, let's think about our yellow foods. Okay, so we've got 
you know, pear and pineapple and bananas and peppers. And, you know, there's all these examples on the food chart. And then we let kids have a choice, right? They're thinking about it. And what's so cool, and I've seen this happen not only with my daughter, but also, you know, friends that have the book or just people who email me, they're like, Sarah, we're out eating out or, you know, we're at a friend's house and our kids at dinner time are thinking like, oh, mommy, this is really good buddy food. Or when I'm picking out what I'm eating, like I should at least try this because, you know, I've, I've got to take care of my buddies and they would want some of that too. And so it takes a lot of the pressure off of, you know, moms to make this happen. And then our buddy's food plate too is, you know, half of the plate is veggies. It's, uh, you know, I think as Americans, we've lost, like you talked about, we don't have this diversity in our diet, but also we've lost this idea of even what mealtime should look like with the foods. And, you know, again, as moms, you can make it simple. Like I, we've created a Buddies in My Belly Eat Cookbook. Our tagline is simple recipes for your complex life <laughs> because I am very pragmatic in nature. And, you know, it's ways for us to get more of this diversity with some of those recipes but just in a way that it, it's not um, such a struggle, right? Where you're going to give up after a week or two because it, this is the long haul, right? It's really lifestyle that we want to establish in our kiddos. Does that mean you're perfect? No, not at all. Am I perfect? No. But every day, you know, we're striving towards more and more of that. And, you know, make it fun too. Like we're working on, on some apps like games where we go to the grocery store and it's kind of like, you know, hunting for different foods. But tell your kids like, okay, let's get something at the grocery store that we've never bought before, right? It's like, what's bok choy and let's find it, like make it a scavenger hunt and fun and involve them. And then you're, you know, for you, it's like, okay, now I got to make something with bok choy, right? And um, so it's the more it can be an adventure and fun, I think the longer and the there's more staying power in all of that. Absolutely. This podcast is brought to you by Ready, Set, Food, a new company that is completely revolutionizing food allergy prevention in children. We've all know, heard that this problem is on the rise. In fact, most of us know someone personally who has a child with food allergies, or perhaps you've even experienced this yourself. There are many theories for why this is on the rise, and certainly many aspects that need to be addressed, like gut health and immune support, etc. But Ready, Set, Food is taking the cutting edge of research and science and using it in a practical way to prevent babies and children from getting food allergies in the first place. Here's how. The most up-to-date studies are showing that carefully calculated early exposure in the right amount can stop many cases of food allergies. Ready, Set, Food makes this easy with a simple system that can be added to breast milk, formula, or baby's first foods to give incremental and calculated exposure to the top allergens like peanuts, egg, and milk. When used as directed, this can reduce the chance of childhood allergies by up to 80%. And many of the top pediatricians in the country recommend this product and they have medical advisors overseeing every aspect of it. You can learn more about this evidence-based approach and how to integrate it if you have a baby by going to readysetfood.com forward slash wellness mama. Again, that's R-E-A-D-Y-S-E-T-F-O-O-D.com forward slash wellness mama. This podcast is brought to you by Steady MD. 
This company combines the cutting edge of medical knowledge with the personal touch of concierge medicine. It's truly like having the best doctors in the country as your personal old school come to your house type doctor. And here's what I mean. When you sign up, you are connected with a value-aligned doctor who learns your medical history and your family's medical history, as well as any current issues you're struggling with, any health goals that you have, and your preferences about things like conventional versus natural medicine, even your genetics if you have that data. Then you can connect with your doctor who knows your history anytime you need him or her via phone, video chat, or as I often do, via text to ask questions or to get advice on most issues. And they can even prescribe most things long distance. So they save those trips of running to urgent care or to the doctor late at night or on the weekend that are often so expensive. With all the technology we have today, this is my favorite way to interact with my doctor now. Think about it, we can order everything else from our phones, we get everything delivered to our houses, and now we can interact with our doctors in the same way without having to go wait hours in an office. As an example, I ordered an inexpensive digital otoscope and I have been able to literally send my doctor an instant video of my kid's eardrum to see if she had an ear infection before. My doctor understands that while I do think conventional medicine is life-saving and important, I prefer to use natural remedies when possible and when more advanced things are not needed, and I prefer to avoid antibiotics unless truly necessary. I can trust that my doctor is never going to push a treatment that isn't necessary and his first response is not antibiotics. In fact, he's given me natural remedy advice most of the time over suggesting conventional medicine, and he shares my stance on not overusing antibiotics or pain medicine to reduce fevers. Truly, it's been an amazing experience to have my doctor in my pocket, and you can learn more and see if it's a fit for you by going to steadymd.com forward slash wellness mama. Again, that's steady, S T E A D Y M D.com forward slash wellness mama. I think, and more also than equipping kids to make really informed decisions through your whole life. And I think the younger we teach this, the more it sticks as well. So I love that you're starting with the youngest age. And like you mentioned, your daughter at only two was able to understand. Um, another area where I feel like moms need the support and the knowledge so much is the antibiotic issue. And you mentioned mm-hmm. the statistic that you know, one course of antibiotics can change your gut bacteria for up to a year. And I've even seen some that say that it causes permanent changes that we can get back most of it, but there is um, permanent changes that happen in our gut. Um, I also know that I've had recent podcast guests that have said, you know, antibiotic resistance is becoming a very serious issue. And it's one that, um, especially during our kids' generation, could potentially become an, an extremely serious problem. So I love that you're educating about this as well, because while I, I've my life has been saved by the medical community, and I think there's absolutely a time and a place for all aspects of medicine, I do think that especially with kids, antibiotics are being overused and our kids are suffering as a result. And so I know for, uh, in our family, we tend to avoid antibiotics unless they're absolutely necessary, which means we're not using them for things like ear infections, where statistically most of the time they're not even going to be effective. Um, and we're just trying to be really judicious in how we use them. But I'd love to hear your approach to this as well, because I totally get it. And I absolutely empathize with moms because when your child's sick, you want to do something and you want them to have relief. Um, And I know we've turned to a lot of natural remedies, but I'd love to hear your take on what do you guys do when a child's sick and how do you uh, use antibiotics responsibly and how do you avoid them when they're not needed? 
Such a good question. And you know, you're right. Like this is going to be one of the biggest issues um, that we're going to face, you know, that our children are going to face because bacteria are really good at mutating and they do it very quickly and they're super smart. And, you know, what I like to say is, you know, we've got these bad germs and they become like these really evil villains, right? It's really important. Number one, what you can do as parents is You've got to make sure your kiddos have really good buddies in their belly. And that starts when they're born, right? So we know that when a baby is born vaginally, that's where they get their first gulps while they're delivered through the vaginal canal of their buddies. And, you know, that gets established and then breast milk and all the really cool factors that are in breast milk help all those buddies start to kind of grow and establish and make their home in the belly. C-section babies babies, you know, again, C-sections save lives. Um, we want to do C-sections when they're absolutely needed, not out of convenience. But those babies get buddies, quote unquote, that are really from the skin. And then also they're exposed to um, hospital bad germs that are already, Katie, resistant to a lot of antibiotics, you know, that are a lot of those bugs that kind of live um, or the bad germs that live in hospital settings. So if you, you know, you've had a C-section, I highly recommend probiotics for those infants. Like you just start them right away. We have a pediatrician that's on our advisory board for buddies in my belly. And, you know, he's a big fan of this. It's just super, super important. Um, mamas, if you can breastfeed, you know, it's very, very helpful in that establishment of your buddies. And then, you know, when your kids start eating food, it is so important that we start this conversation of diversity, lots of different foods, you know, foods that are rich in fiber, whole foods, keeping sugar low, sugar feeds, her, her name's Candy, aka Candida, and she is the leader of the bad germs. Um, and she will overtake the system. And, you know, we know that 60 to 80% of the immune system function actually happens from our buddies that live in our belly. So number one is we want really strong, healthy buddies for kids. That's going to help them where they're not going to need antibiotics. And Streppy in the book, um, I love Streppy. She is a key crusader in fighting off our ear, nose, and throat foreign invaders. And, um, you know, we think about things like um, Streppy's evil twin was strep throat. And we know there's actually certain um, types of good buddies that colonize in our mouth and our nose and our throat that will keep um, the bad germs from being able to colonize and, and grow there. They kind of crowd out all of the bad guys. So we actually reduce the need for these antibiotics again. Now, when there might be a situation where you need an antibiotic, my biggest suggestion is find a pediatrician that is conservative about dosing and prescribing antibiotics. So you use the example of Ear infections, most ear infections are viral in nature. They're not bacterial. And, you know, for so long, before we knew about the buddies and the consequences of antibiotics, it was kind of like, well, we don't want to have a secondary infection um, with bacteria. So we'll just give kids, you know, antibiotics uh, while they have an ear infection. 
what's the best course of action is you go in, you know, your kid maybe has an ear infection. We recognize most likely it's viral. Um, There's things that you can do depending on your child's age, even things like vitamin D. And um, I'm a big fan of elderberry. It's a great natural antiviral if it's dosed properly. Um, Those are some ways that you can kind of encourage help your, you know, child's immune system as well as probiotics. Those are also very helpful as long as they've been clinically studied, um, especially in children. We want to be really picky about that. Um, Those are some great things that you can do naturally to help your child's immune system be stronger to fight that off. And then, you know, a good pediatrician will say, hey, we're going to wait and I want you to come back in two days and I'm going to look at your kid's ears again. And typically an ear infection will resolve within, you know, two to five days and you might have to make a couple extra visits, right? And if you're a working parent, that's more work, right? So sometimes it gets into just those practical side of things where it gets harder, but, you know, that's, that's something that you can do to avoid that. And then there are times where, you know, antibiotics are needed, like you said, and I am thankful for modern medicine, you know, penicillin saved a lot of lives in World War II. Uh, But what we didn't realize is, you know, the consequences. So now we have to um, find this balance. And what I'm really excited for is when we have this newer technology that allows us to target, you know, the bad germs in a way that the buddies, you know, aren't impacted when we think about things like antibiotics. But again, good buddies, that alone is going to reduce your need for antibiotics for your family. Absolutely. And I know that uh, we've worked with pediatricians and doctors who are much more careful about antibiotic use. And I've even heard them say things like over 95% of things kids are going to pick up will resolve within two days, two or three days, if you just let the immune system handle it. And I think that's interesting because usually that's about when you'd see, you know, antibiotics, quote unquote, working. So often if we're just willing to have that patience, children's bodies are very smart at learning how to adapt and to handle things. Um, And also from a mom's perspective, I feel like there are, in order for the immune system to become effective for lifelong health, it has to actually do some work when they're younger. So kids will naturally get a few childhood illnesses and that's actually part of their immune system learning how to handle that. And it's actually, I've seen now some really fascinating emerging data that when we suppress that too much and when we suppress every fever and we suppress every bacterial infection, the immune system doesn't really get to learn as much as it would. And there could be longer term consequences when it comes to things like autoimmune disease or even more serious things down the road. So I love that you are bringing awareness to this and helping parents and kids feel like they have practical tools to start um, handling things more naturally. And I'll make sure we link to, um, I know you've got some resources and we do as well on natural remedies and some ways to tackle those things naturally. But I feel like it also goes down to the root of this being that we're focusing with kids on education and letting Mm -hmm. them be empowered to make decisions on their own and not always feeling like we as parents have to be the bad guys or the, you know, food guardian or whatever, because when kids understand it, they actually do make good decisions. And so I'll share, at least from my side, we have six kids and while at home, we pretty much eat clean all the time. Uh, Even though I, you know, write about the health side of things all the time and my kids are educated on that, I don't at all control what food they eat when they're not at home. And I think this is part of that teaching them to be able to make good decisions because if you control the decisions all the time, they never get to 
experience that to fail once in a while and to learn from that. So the way we look at it in our house is I'm in charge of feeding the family. And so I pick foods that are healthy and that's what's in our house. But when they're not here, they're responsible for making choices about what they think they need to feed their body. And that means that occasionally they've eaten sugar or eaten food that I would not have fed them other places. And often they've felt bad when that happened. But I feel like those are important learning experiences for them because it empowers them to see the consequences of their actions and to learn so that they can make long-term healthy decisions. And it also avoids that whole forbidden fruit idea where they can never have it. And so then they want it. I'm curious how you approach this as well. I know your daughter may be a little younger, but um, I'm curious your approach. Yeah, I, I love this. And, you know, information is power, right? And information is power for our children and information is power for moms. I think, you know, what you're talking about as well is it's really easy as a mama to get in that, you know, fear mindset, right? Like if a fever comes up or something's happening with your kid and you're like, oh, I've got to do something right away. And so I just, I love that you bring that up about one, going back to that, like the body is set up to heal itself. And, you know, obviously there are times where we need to intervene, but waiting a couple days is not a bad thing. And, you know, Katie, I, I do the exact same thing with my daughter. You know, we, we eat really healthy. Um, again, I, I like chocolate and I like wine. <laughs> wine actually has been found to have 11 uh, different strands of probiotic buddies. I was like, yes, there's a reason. And chocolate too is, you know, prebiotic good for the buddies. But Again, we make good choices, but my daughter, uh, when she goes places, she's she kind of has the options as well. And it was really neat this summer. She was doing summer camp with her school, and you know, she's like, "Mommy, can I um, order in lunch um, at the school?" And I said, "Yeah, you know, let's let's give it a try." And she came home that day, and she's like, "Mommy." I don't really like the lunch at school. It's not very good and I don't feel very good from it. So that's really fun. And then, you know, um, we're actually working on Buddies in My Belly episodes. Um, so those will be available early 2019, which I'm super excited about. They're so fun. Uh, where we actually have the little plushies and they kind of go on adventures and do things. And Biffy is our buddy that helps us go poop. And in our episodes, uh, Biffy has a little poop chart and, you know, talks to the kids about poops. But that's another thing my daughter is really learning is this um, concept of like, oh, when I eat these certain foods, um, maybe I get a bellyache, maybe I don't. But then, you know, I also want to see how the buddies are doing, how Biffy's doing. She'll be like, mommy, Biffy was really good today. You know, after she comes out of the bathroom or she's like, you know, mommy, Biffy wasn't so good today. I think the bad germs might be, you know, kind of winning and I, I need to, I need to make some better choices. And, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it, right? It's a conversation and we let our kids learn through those different choices and they learn, you know, as they experience the consequences of, you know, their good choices or their bad choices. And when that happens, we're raising children that, you know, they go to high school, they go away to college, um, you know, they grow up as adults and they are thinking about these concepts for themselves. It's not like they leave home and then all of a sudden, 
you know, they go crazy. Like you said, it's like the forbidden fruit and all they eat is fast food and candy all the time. Right. So it's, it's such a powerful thing to involve them in the process and have those conversations, you know, in, in all aspects of our life. And that's what I get excited about with buddies being in American households and across the world is it just opens up the door to have conversations as parents with our children. Absolutely. And I think that's such an important starting place. And I know that you also have some resources to help parents. I know that we'll, of course, have the book linked in the show notes as well as blog posts relating to a lot of the stuff we talked about. But um, you have some other resources, I believe, that to help kids get involved in their health from a young age. So can you share what those are? And I'll make sure they're linked in the show notes. Yeah, you bet. So they're all on our website and a um, couple examples of those. Well, one is the tear out food chart, you know, that's in the back of the book. We've got the buddies and my belly food plate. That's super fun. We're actually in the process of making those into actual plates um, that kids can use at mealtime. Uh, we have a really cool chart of it's caring for the buddies. So it has a list of, you know, helps the buddies, hurts the buddies, just divides things up that, you know, go beyond uh, food and our diet choices to lifestyle as well. Then we've got the, you know, the buddies habits chart. So those are things like our water and our stress and our sleep that are really fun ways for us to kind of engage these conversations um, as a family. Uh, we've got the buddies in my belly e-cookbook, um, you know, that I mentioned. And then we're developing these buddies episodes that we'll have, you know, all over the internet, YouTube and social media on our website. Um, that will be just really fun. We, we also have a buddies theme song. I would sing it, but I'm not a very good vocalist, but it's, it's pretty catchy and um, it's fun to hear, you know, kids sing that too. So it's, it's just that repetition, right? And it's repetition for our children, um, but it's also repetition for us as adults and, you know, keeping things simple, you know, I know people who listen, follow you, Katie, you know, we're all passionate about health, but maybe our spouses or, you know, even like family members, they're like, what in the world are you doing? I don't get it. It's like, here, read this book. It'll take you five minutes and you'll start to understand. So it's fun how we can kind of, you know, branch out and really reach the masses when we make things simple and fun. Absolutely. And like I said, for anybody driving, jogging, anything else, everything we talked about will be linked in the show notes at wellnessmama.fm. So you don't have to worry about writing it down or clicking on it while you're driving. Be safe. But um, I think this is a super helpful book. I definitely recommend it and really encourage you guys to check it out and check out the resources. And Sarah, thank you so much for your time, both in your mission and education and also in being here with us today. I think this book is helping a lot of kids and I'm really excited for what you're doing. Well, thank you so, so much. It was an honor to be on. And thanks to all of you for sharing your time and for listening today. And I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time. And thanks as always for listening.